What's up? What's up? It's Raindrop Combos with your girl Michelle and Stacey. What's going on, guys? What is going on, chick? What are we talking about tonight? So tonight we are going to be talking about this huge controversy that is brewing about colorism due to the release of Yo Gotti and the baby's new video. And it has black women talking about colorism and how it has impacted um, the rap industry and, and black women. And, and they're mad. We're mad. Some of us. <laughs> are, you, are you mad? I'm not mad. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's get into this conversation then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so who's gonna kick it off? Because I've got a lot of got a lot of thoughts about this, but who's who's kicking Go it ahead. off? Let me hear your thoughts. Go ahead. Well, I'm 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 gonna say that um, I think colorism has always been an issue in the black community. I don't think other cultures, other races, or you know, race, human race. There's one race, but when you talk about other cultures, I like to consider it other cultures. I don't think they quite understand or really, you know, and, I, and from actually maybe they do because I I have learned that colorism actually exists in a lot of different cultures. I mean, even yes. in like Chinese culture, Indian culture, yes. African, all that. So, um, so yeah, let me, let me um, just kind of, you know, correct I myself in that. that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to say that I can only speak on my culture and my experience. And so to see that, you know, a rapper's video caused controversy, I'm not really surprised because it, it's something that is talked about, but it's something that has not been resolved as well as a lot of other issues that and that will probably never go away because the thing is if you don't know who you are then you're going to be triggered when you see something like this from what i heard you know it was just simply about the fact that he did not have um you know dark skinned women you know in this video and so mm -hmm. i mean I, on the one end i'm like okay so you're looking for a rapper to validate your skin tone your color your your worth and value I, right. I didn't get that part, but I do know that colorism does exist um, in other areas of life. So, like I said, I'm not a Yogati or the baby fan, but just to know that this may have impacted our young women, ladies that may uh, we may mentor someday. It's something that we need to talk about because they were triggered. There are a lot of comments where they're like, hey, why didn't you have any, you know, brown and dark skinned women in your video? So if you're triggered by something like that, I can only imagine what happens out in the real world or in the on the dating scene that has you feeling like you are not valued because of the color of your skin or the tone of your skin. So let me know what you think. Yes, I, I, I agree um, that this is a triggering situation for some mm -hmm. people and some women, black women, and actually it's triggering on both sides, you know, mm -hmm. Um, I've seen both sides of the spectrum. I've had friends um, who are darker toned, you know, have a darker skin tone and they, you know, have told me about the, the issues that they've dealt with. And, you know, just the, the, the comment, and I'm sure that, you know, our darker sisters know this comment probably too well, mm -hmm. but, you know, you're the, the whole, you're pretty for a dark skin girl. Mm. So, you know, that... Yes, I can see if you've dealt with that type of mentality all your life and you, you know, kind of felt of a lesser value than the, you know, lighter skin girls, but then it's not fair to blame them either, you know, um, because I've had fair skin friends who've dealt with their own colorism issues, mm -hmm. whether it's not being accepted, you know, by the darker skin girls or being taunted or, you know, so it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. And I just think that this is one of those issues that we, we actually could resolve by just stopping, you know, mm -hmm. just like stop thinking, like stop adhering to this old mentality, you know, wherever it comes from colonialism, European, you know, right. whatever, like, we don't have to buy into that anymore. Yes, mm -hmm. that's a part of our history. Yes, you know, it's been you know, kind of ingrained in us, but we can 
opt out, <laughs> you know, of, right. of, of that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, I don't know. That's, I, I don't, I found one comment on the grill.com today and it kind of summed up what I was thinking before I even found the comment. Mm -hmm. But when I found it, I was like, yeah, that pretty much sums up what I'm thinking. And, and, and I'll read it to you. It says, I'm confused. And again, excuse me, this is on thegrio.com as she knows that wrote on Instagram. Weren't y'all just saying these women are degrading themselves in this video? Now y'all want all black women in the same video that's degrading. Sometimes it's okay to not be invited or included in everything. Every invite isn't a good invite. Stop mm -hmm. looking for stuff to be mad about and let people have a preference. Right. You, you know what I mean? And that kind of sums up how I feel about it. And that's why I said, I'm not mad. So what? So maybe the women, the dark skinned women, maybe they weren't at the auditions. Maybe they were, you know, they had mm -hmm. better jobs already <laughs> going on. Mm -hmm. You know, like just stop being mad. Right. Everybody has opportunity or has, you know, the room to create their own opportunities. Maybe they didn't want to be in that scene. So mm -hmm. what? And so I'm not automatically saying that these guys, because I did watch a little bit of the video and saw a couple of, you know, darker skinned girls. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. They got hired for the job. Whoever got hired for the job got hired. Let's find something else to focus on that's positive. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I totally agree. And the thing is, that's the thing. It's like, okay, if you're going to be, you know, uh, triggered by colorism, let it not be a hip hop video that does it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, I you was know, thinking that too. Like how yeah. much reach does the rap video really have? Like, does a rap video really move the, the, the needle in anything, any social, you know, justice mm -hmm. issue on social justice issues or anything? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and as far as I'm concerned, I don't think it does. I think that because, you know, these guys, these rappers have a lot of followers and there was a lot of controversy. The, it, I'm more concerned about the women that were actually triggered enough to, con you know, comment and to, you know, spark this controversy about a rap video. Now, if you want to talk about colorism in the workplace, you want to talk about colorism in, you know, other situations, then I'm ready to have that that conversation. But about a rap video. So it's it tells me a lot about the the women that were actually triggered by not seeing their supposed image. You, I honestly wouldn't want to see anyone. I don't want to see myself in that type of the video That's was very vulgar and disgusting. So no, I don't care. Please have colorism in those types of videos. I don't want to be represented in anything I don't even that makes want us look crazy. That are in the video to have to do the video. Exactly. You know what I mean? So exactly. I, I so don't get see away advocating from... for other, you know, black women right. or any other women to yeah. subject themselves to having to do that or, or yeah. you know, put, and I'm, portray I'm, themselves like that for money. That's what I'm saying. And, and to me, I'm all about why are we expending that type of energy on something like this? Now, I'm not going to say that colorism really is, is not an issue anymore because I know for a fact, just in my own upbringing, I know that my grandmother was a very fair skinned woman and my grandfather was a very dark skinned man. And so I know that when they had, they had seven children and there were about five of them that came out fair skinned and two that were dark skinned. And so when they talked and they joked around or what they called the doing the dozens, what they call back in the day in the country, playing the dozens. yeah, playing the dozens. They, oh, you black this, you black that, and so to me, that's what I, you know, it's like that's what we grew up hearing and yeah. learning. And I can admit that I've said things like that myself, like, oh, you black this, you black that. But you're talking to people that are actually, you know, of the same DNA and from the same, you know, cut from the same cloth as you were, but. I do think that it does have its roots in, in slavery and back in times where, you know, as they say, the lighter skin slaves were the house Negroes and then you had your field Negroes. And so it, it did, I think, contribute to a certain um, uh, part of your psyche for the slave to think that darker skin meant uh, less value. And that is not, that has not ended. 
I'm telling you, it's still alive and well in 2021, period. You know, it is. So, I mean, yeah. and, and we've heard a lot of entertainers talk about it. I was on HelloBeautiful.com and, and mm-hmm. was reading an article um, where Natori Naughton was mm-hmm. talking about being bullied because of her skin color. Yeah. And, you know, just talking about how uh, darker women are excluded from the beauty industry. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so you do see when it has, when it starts to impact women's ability to, you know, financial success and, and mm-hmm. to make money and, and take care of themselves, you know, then we really have to address it. Um, but I, I don't think that this one video necessarily is the representation, you know, mm-hmm. that we should be fighting for. And right. so, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and but so it definitely, I, it sparks uh, what I do like the fact that it still, it, it kind of reignites the conversation because like you said, if these, you know, if they're, if they're dark skinned women feel like they're being left out of, uh, you know, financial, they're not being able to do the, if there's inequality as a result of their skin tone, then we have to then look at who's making the decision, who is deciding, right. you know, right. what is the standard of beauty and, oh, because Correct. you're a dark skinned woman, I'm not going to hire you or because you're a dark skinned woman, you can't model for this. So if we have our own standards of beauty and we have uh, our own thing, then no one can control what is considered beautiful and not beautiful and tones and your skin tone and and things like that. And so, like I said, I can honestly say when I did recognize, I was young uh, growing up in that, in that whole thing in the country and back in Alabama where it was, oh, you black this, you black that, and the light skin this and light skin that. I didn't understand what it meant until I got older. And mm-hmm. I was really offended and pretty much disgusted by it. And so I never chose friends based on their skin tone you know yeah what I mean? it, it, it didn't but i can't say that that wasn't always in the back of my mind that you know i remember how degrading it was for your own family members to think you were less than because you had a darker skin tone than the rest of the family and so i can only imagine what it's done to you know a person's psyche over years and years you, you think right. people get over that immediately and and they don't because they don't understand why am I different because you know God made me this way so why am I being ostracized what what's different about me just because I, ha- I have a dark skin tone and so I can only imagine that the girls or the women that were triggered by this really you know raunchy video by somebody that you know what I'm saying is just some right, hip right. they there's something you know deeper you know with that. And so you got to learn how to love the skin you're in and you have to know who you are and you who you are. is not your skin tone. It's who you are on the inside. And I, I'm just um, I, I want everybody. And I think we all are still working to to that. And it's not always skin tone, but this video is specifically about that. This, you know, this podcast is about, you know, the colorism thing, but it is ultimately about knowing who you are and, and understanding you know, what you bring to society and, and what you have to offer. So this colorism thing has not gone away, but I'm not going to let Yo Gotti or whoever, the baby and all these folks, you know, determine, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You right. know, my worth and value, period. Right. Know? No, I get that. I mean, and we have, we we definitely, again, you know, in entertainment, we've definitely seen some beautiful representation of some beautiful brown skin sisters. I mean, going all the way, I think back to, I know the first, for me, seeing Terrell Hicks was like, oh my gosh, she is so beautiful. The Mm -hmm. the Keisha from Belly, like she was just the most beautiful, you know, girl at that time that was out. And it was like, wow, you know, a Mm -hmm. dark skin sister on front, you know, and, and, and and again, you know, Regina King, Nia Long, Carrie Washington, Kelly Rowland, you know, so we have all these, um, we do have some, you know, some beautiful black women that, that are at the forefront or darker skinned women that are at the forefront. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's representation, you know, yeah. um, I don't know. It's hard for me because on one hand, I feel like I don't, I never want to be somewhere where I'm not wanted. Right. 
You know what I mean? And and that's mm-hmm. in any space. If I'm not wanted, I don't I don't want to have to knock the door down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like okay, especially when there are other opportunities and you know other things where you don't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But but also let's remember that controversy is like a huge promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, for this video. So the fact that this this that they set this video up like this and it sparked this type of controversy, people are clicking on, you know, these videos and they're getting streams and all. So there's still money being made because we are talking about it. Right. And and the thing is, like you said, yeah, there is a lot of controversy. But on top of that, I think that um you know, there's a YouTuber I've been following, uh, Cynthia G, and I'm telling you, she's, she's wow. Y'all look her up because I don't, <laughs> I, I don't mind throwing uh, a little, a little uh, promotion, you know, promotion to YouTubers that I'm following and just kind of finding out where they are, what their thought Absolutely. process. And so, from her end of it, because she uh, she actually talked about this topic as well. She said that you know it's more about the you know a woman wanting to please a man. And wanting to be desirable to a man, you know what I mean? Ultimately, it's like, you know, that's why she was saying, she was like, why are you worried about what Yo Gotti thinks? And why would you even <laughs> want to care who he selects to be in this video? Right. Because right. Uh, in, in some subconscious way, it kind of translates into what you think men are ultimately looking for. And if your right. self-esteem is very low, you might you may think that, okay, what man will want me if I'm dark skinned? If you have a if you have a color complex. You you may you know begin to think that so I don't know that it's so much that um but, yeah go ahead no I was just gonna say I mean at some point we have to stop taking yeah. things so personal and right. stop internalizing you know other people's stuff you know mm-hmm. because everyone has a right to have their own preference so right. it's a little bit different when we start talking about the dating scene you yeah. know and what what people have preferences for. Some people mm-hmm. may have a preference of, you know, fairer skin, and some may have a preference for darker skin. It, mm-hmm. That's just their preference. And so you should not feel devalued because someone has a preference that's not you. Now, what, what you may, if you keep running into that, mm-hmm. then you, what you're actually finding, in my opinion, is that mm-hmm. maybe who you want or maybe your type, maybe you're not their type. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So so we may have to adjust some of our hmm, hard preferences. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, yes, you want to be attracted to someone. Yes, you know, you want to have that mutual attraction. But there are some things that the intangible things that mm-hmm. you kind of overlook some of that stuff, you know? And I right. just think that maybe we should be looking for some of those things instead of focused on what color someone is. Gotcha. And if you're just joining us or you're just kind of popping in on the stream, um, this is Michelle with Raindrop Combos and my homegirl, Stacy, uh, lifelong friends that started a podcast to talk about love and relationships and things that uh, impact our community. I think everything really does start with love and relationships. If everything's good at home, then you have a better chance of having a, a better and more successful life, not to mention just kind of knowing who you are and, and what you are and being confident in, in what you are. So we're just talking about this Yogati and the babies you know, video sparking a colorism controversy, which we know exists in our community. Um, what I what I did find interesting is that Cynthia G on her YouTube uh, podcast mentioned that you know uh, there was a white guy. What's his name? Uh, girl DJ Vlad, and he's white dude yes. that dates mm-hmm. black women. And he, I mean, he straight up said he was like, we for the most part. He was speaking for a lot of white men that date black women. He was like, they don't look at weave and skin tone. He was like, they're there for the melanin, baby. They not, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're not there for anything else but the melanin. He was like, he, and he had, who did he have on there, girl? I got to go check it out. But he had, he was interviewing this guy. He was like, why are you guys so caught up in, you know, what kind of weave they have and, and this, that, and the other. He was like, we are not there for that. We don't look at those types of things. And so, so if, if they're yeah. like, 
So then why are women doing all of that? Because that when you when, when you mentioned weave and you mentioned right. and I used to wear, you know, a weave and natural looking yeah. weave, but still, you know, right. I wore right. weave. So nothing against weave. However, right. the, I think that we we tend to take things always a, a little bit of a step too far, mm-hmm. you know, and so <laughs> while we're <laughs> You know, yeah. <laughs> just, you know, we extra. Right. So, we, and, and, so, and that's why they love us. But sometimes we might be a right. Little too it's extra a little too much, like the yeah. lashes, and you know, it, it's just like the, the yeah. full face of makeup going to the mailbox. Like, yeah, it just becomes too much. And so while we're on one end, to me, struggling or fighting against this whole colorism and, mm-hmm. you know, this whole, you know, European dominated um, sense of beauty. Right. But on this end, we're on the other end, we're buying into it because we're trying to keep up with those standards of beauty. So right. we got to pick a struggle. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? We got to pick a struggle. Either we're going to embrace who we are mm-hmm. or, you know, we're going to buy into what the media is telling us and exactly what this video is, you know, portraying. I, I right. don't know. That's that's just how I feel about it. And, and, and yeah, yeah. It, I, I wasn't triggered. But one thing about this, one thing did trigger a memory that I don't think I'll ever forget because to this day, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being in college and one of my girlfriends had come, she had, you know, her car at school and she, we were, whatever we were doing, we had to stop by my mom's house. So that was her first time meeting my mom and all of that. So we got back to school and she was like, oh, well, or we're riding back to school. And she was like, I always thought because of the way that you act and the way that you looked at your mom was light skin with long hair. What? what the hell does that mean? I'm confused. Right. You, you know what I mean? So if that if, if if a person is thinking along that lines, like I, I and I don't know what she what characteristics she saw. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know what she was talking about. But mm-hmm. imagine someone having dealt with that type of, you know, um mentality from mm-hmm. different people throughout their lives. Because they were always considered, you know, too dark or or they were considered, you know, too light or whatever, the, you mm-hmm. know, whichever end of the spectrum. But I can see how this this type of issue or this situation would be triggering. I get it. But at some point, we I think we have to move beyond this. As a people, we have to just stop focusing on it, stop giving it our energy. What would right. happen if nobody said anything about it? Exactly. You know what I mean? What would happen if this video was released just like any other video and nobody tweeted anything about this whole colorism issue? It would have just kind of came out and kept it going. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Something. No, and I feel feel you on that because I, yeah, because I think, uh, yeah, and I think, like you said, you, if you have any kind of colorism issues, about yourself, your own skin color, your own skin tone. We know it exists. We know the origins of it. But the thing is, stop talking about it. Stop perpetuating it. Because from what I can right. tell, there are so many successful black women of all skin tones and all shades right now. You know, what What was your girl from the uh, show, uh, How to Get Get Away with Murder? I can't think of her name right now. Oh, Viola she Davis, told, a beautiful, Viola, amazing girl, she Viola is, Davis. She is a beautiful yes. Black, beautiful black queen woman and a yes. awesome actress. When I say that, she's yes. the only reason I would watch that series. And when I say I watched it twice, I binge watched that twice. So the thing is, stop, you know, you're talking about something that you, what you talk about and what you think about is what you create and perpetuate in your own mind. So I think ultimately it's going to come down to you knowing who you are, knowing that you're beautiful, you you are what God made you to be, and that's what you're going to be then stop getting triggered when you see some silliness like some rapper with a video that has a uh, majority light skin or brown skin women it, it 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 giving it your time does not make what's up cuzo that's my cuzo my cuzo jumped on the line oh what's going on yeah, cuzo all the time from <laughs> elementary to high school and even now. See, that's my cuzzo. And okay. so, I, I mean, I can imagine. And like I say, we all, you know, have had our 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 
our uh, experiences with that. But like I say, man, you're beautiful. You're black. Your melanin is what is Like I say, Viola Davis. She, she's a bomb.com. You know what I'm saying? Anything she does yes. from now on. I don't look at her in tone to determine her and her value. And so anybody who's doing that is beneath you anyway and does not deserve your time. They don't deserve your energy. They don't deserve anything from you. So like I said, we're just here to, you know, we, we're here to pick up the culture and to get us to the next level where we're not worrying about these things that are minute. So all these people that's going in on Instagram on uh, look the baby and look Gotti and all these folks, it's totally insignificant. All you're doing is giving them more money, more clout, more this, more that. You know what I'm saying? Know who you are and know mm-hmm. that you're beautiful no matter what. Period. Let's just you know. And that's just I mean that's why it's imp- that's why it's important that we are making sure that with you know the younger generations. It- we are continuing to instill confidence and values into these young ladies exactly. and, and let them know, you know, that they are worthy right. and, and they don't have to, you know, sell themselves right. like literally their person, <laughs> you know, exactly. Exactly. Um, to be successful. Right. And, and so I, again, I'll be happy when they don't, have girls to do those videos, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe right. we'll get some more serious <laughs> content. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah. Maybe the ones maybe that's showing up. Can... Why are y'all showing up at the audition? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, all, uh, you're just perpetuating it by even showing up. When does this stuff end where you are really just basically girl i mean you're i mean and it's been going on for years i get it we've had video vixens for years i mean we go back to melissa ford you know Mm -hmm. um uh, corinne steffens um you know the list goes on Mm -hmm. erica mena you know (laughs) so and she's going through and look at but look at what their lives have become the thing is do not model yourself after someone that's not successful anyway they have not been successful in relationships she's i think erica mena is now in, in the middle of a divorce or something. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing is, you're modeling yourselves after a standard of beauty that is just a, a picture. It's a image. But in the in their real lives, they're not. They're going through the same issues and drama that you know anybody can go through. So it it does not matter. It does not matter. So yeah. No, we 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 have so many other things again that we could be focused on. I get right. that there is pain, you know, to, for mm-hmm. some people for some of us that is attached to this issue. I absolutely get it, Mm -hmm. but you are definitely more than your color. You you. are more than your skin tone and who is supposed to gravitate towards you will gravitate towards you. If you are authentically you living who you are, what you are, walk in it, you know, and, and just let whatever God has for you come to you. Right. That's it. Night. My big sis, and we Monica. don't even have to be triggered or focused on this kind of stuff, right? My big sis Monica on the on the, What's up, on the line. What's up? You right, Holly Berry, <laughs> as beautiful as she is. Look at all the drama she's had in her life. So come on, y'all. We got to start kind of. You know, you have to really process and consciously think about the fact that you know your looks and your that that's not going to determine the success you have in your relationship. You know no. what I mean? It's going to be what how your your value in yourself because that's how you're going to. Uh, that that's going to determine the value that a man places on you. Honestly, you determine your worth and value and your confidence exudes itself. So a man is attracted to that at the end of the day. I remember when I was working at Six Flags on a Georgia girl and there was a, a big chick. I'm talking about she was heavy set, cool chick. And she used to pull dudes like it wasn't nothing because she was so <laughs> confident. Stacey, Stacey we she all was know so that girl. confident. Right. Girl, she pulled dudes. Okay, I used girls. to be amazed. I was in high school then. I'm like, wait, she pulling dudes like it ain't nothing. Cause hmm. girl, it was hmm. her confidence. It had nothing right. to do with her body size or any of that. And I think once people get past that and stop looking at what's on TV and what they're propping up, like I don't even watch TV like that. What I'm seeing on TV now is that people are really being them, being their authentic selves, and they are really killing it and they are creating their own uh income their own businesses based on who they are you can get out here and be you and get paid and find the man that you want let me see what my cousin said my cousin maria i think that it's sad that the majority of videos have the light-skinned or brown-skinned women 
why not have darker skinned women in videos modeling or a variety of things where beautiful uh, we have feelings too. I'm still carrying baggage from my childhood. It's hard. I understand, Cuzzo. Yeah. I understand. Like I said, I was just mentioning uh, what it was like growing up in Alabama, you know, with, you know, light, you know, light skinned grandma, dark skinned grandfather. And my mom was one of the dark skinned kids. And so I think okay. she carried a lot of trauma from that. My mom is still dark. You know, my mom is dark skinned. And so she was one of the darker skinned children of all of the seven. And so I think there, you know, I think she carries a little bit of, because every, like I said, you black this, you black that, but we all black. So, you know, you got the white man telling you, the white man don't care that that, that white slave owner didn't care what kind of black you were. You know what I'm saying? But right. in the black community, in the black family, that black meant blacker than me. You know what I'm saying? If somebody, if, if a black person call you black, they really calling you less than them. As if your their skin tone being mm, lighter meant that they were more, yeah, and, that, wow. and that's how that's exactly what it meant. Because it's like, how can a black person call another person black when they do that? They're calling you like we want to say, and I don't. I'm not gonna say the word because I know how Facebook try to Facebook, YouTube, and all Please that try don't. to tag you. When you say, <laughs> I'm not gonna say the n word, but it's almost calling a black person calling another black person the n word. You know what I'm saying? Not like we call it like, hey, what's up, my n. No, we're talking we're about your you right. anyway, <laughs> but it's like really lowering and making people feel bad about themselves. But the only way somebody else can make you feel bad about yourself is, is because they have to feel, feel that way. and then oh, they got to feel bad about themselves. <laughs> no, but you're right. And they, they got to feel bad about themselves to even be trying to, uh, you know, degrade someone else. So, man, come on. Y'all. Correct. It's, no, yeah. I read this book, The Four Agreements and mm -hmm. The Four Agreements. It was really, really good book. And yeah. I forgot who the author was. Um, but it talks about the the things that people tell us in our childhood yeah. or while we're growing up that they tell us about, you know, ourselves, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, somebody's telling you, you can't do something or, you know, putting, saying something negative about you. Yeah. And the moment you believe what they say, that the moment you start believing that is the moment that it's you've up. made an agreement with right. whatever that negative um, mm -hmm. thought is or right. or statement is. And so that becomes then a part of you, you know? Right. And so we have to be very careful what we allow mm -hmm. ourselves to think about, what we allow, you know, just our, ourselves to think about our own selves, if that makes right. sense, you know? Right. No, no we it makes have to be, total sense. You, yeah. But we definitely have to be careful about allowing other people to speak over us, too, and what mm -hmm. we agree with, you know, them Girl. saying, no, like, don't say something about me that's not true. It's not true. And, you know, yeah, and we have to we you have to almost just kind of really protect yourself from people's mm -hmm. words and, you know, negativity. Exactly. And yeah, so that that's something I don't I don't think that we need to buy into. We can stop buying mm -hmm. into that thought. Right. Right. And, you know, it's funny because um, I think I don't know my sister's still on the stream, but we talked about that some time ago where it's the thing is you have to tell a child when you're when you're talking about a baby, a toddler, uh, you know, a young kid, you tell them the parent tells them who they are and what they are. Y you're beautiful. You're smart. Mm -hmm. You have if you're not being you got to tell that child what they are so that they can be that when they become older. And so if not, if, if you're telling them positive things, Stacey, that's what they're going to be. But if you're telling them negative things, then that's what they're going to be. If you're telling them they're stupid, they're dumb, they're idiots, then that's what they're going to be. But if you're telling them they're beautiful, they're smart, they're intelligent, then that's what they're going to be. They're going to take in whoever the people that have the most influence on them. So when you've been taught, and I'm not saying you can't break out of that once you get to a certain age, sometimes it takes therapy, it takes counseling, it takes re, you know, reconstructing your mindset to know that what was told to you was a lie and it was not real and it was not true. It, it, it can take some time, but you want to see who's successful in life. Those are the ones that were told that you are going to do this. You're going to be successful. You are beautiful. You're smart. You're intelligent. You can, it, it I'm telling you that, th that mindset thing is no joke because Wait, what, you, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I think we were talking the other day about how I was telling you how, you know, when I first started working yeah. downtown, 
years ago, 20, 20 or so years ago, 2003, I believe, mm-hmm. um, almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was so shocked by the mothers, the young mothers that were, you know, pushing babies in strollers, mm-hmm. pulling babies, you know, by the hands, both hands, and just the way that they were talking to these little black boys usually like it usually it was little black boys and just calling them all just cursing at them and mm-hmm. you know bring your aid on and just right. treating them like just trash yeah. you know what i'm saying and so now we're confused as to why these now 15 16 17 year old kids are acting bananas or acting mm-hmm. out you know mm-hmm. it's because a lot of them have dealt with their parents or their mom speaking this into their lives, like telling right. them that they are nothing, treating mm-hmm. them like they're nothing and in public. So right. not having any type of respect for, for them as human beings, you know, mm-hmm. can you imagine that's right. how you're being treated by your parent? And so there's a lot of issues that we have to deal with, a lot of different traumas mm-hmm. that people have gone through, kids, you know, have gone through, teenagers, millennials, all of us really have gone through that we really need to deal with. Right. And thank you, Cuzzo Maria. I'm telling you, that's going to be the only way that you can transform this new generation. Because if you can tell, things are really kind of crazy right now. So however you can reinforce uh you know, your eight grandchildren, which yes. I did not know you had, Cuzzo, because you're too <laughs> young and beautiful to have eight grandchildren. But, you know, yes. hey, baby, hey, black don't crack. So I'm just going to say it. So, <laughs> but no, you keep reinforcing that they are beautiful and that they are going to be successful in life. And I'm telling you, they're going to be it. it. It sounds like some crazy mind control. No, no. It's manifestation. It does, it's manifestation. What mm-hmm. you manifest, what you think about is what you become. If Absolutely. you continue to focus on negative things, what you aren't, what you can't do, then that's what you're going to, that's what's going to become. So it's manifestation. Yeah. So whether you're a Christian or whatever you believe in, it is, it, that's, and it's the universe. You're calling this, in, you're calling things Mm-hmm. to be as if they were so that in the yes. future they will be. So yes. like I said, God's law is universal, whether you're a Christian or not, the laws are universal. So you can manipulate and you control what your life is going to be. Stop letting people have control over your life because you are in total control. So no, you please tell, keep telling them babies that they are smart. Absolutely. Absolutely. Please tell them babies that they smart. You know what I mean? And they are going to be that. And they are going to, uh, they are going to astonish you with what they've become. Even if the other ones around you are not doing the same thing, you keep doing it. You keep doing it. Yeah. You, you don't let anyone influence, have more influence over your children, your grandchildren, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kids in your village, you don't, yeah. you don't let anything have more influence over them than the village. Exactly. Cause you don't know <laughs> you what know other what people I mean? are saying to them. Yeah. You don't know the, what other people outside of you are saying to them. That's why you've got to strictly reinforce what they need to believe. They're going to trust you and believe more of what's coming out of your mouth than anybody else outside of the home or outside of anywhere else. So no, you keep reinforcing what you want them to be. You decide what you want them to be. And if it's positive, it's going to have a great outcome. Just keep working at it. It might seem like uh, they bucking the system. Cause like I say, my knucklehead son, I know he give me a hard time, but I try, I got my days when I lose it and I get a little unnerved with what he does. But at the end of the day, I'm just going to keep pushing and being positive. You got this. You're smart. You're, you know what I mean? And you, yeah, keep, I mean, you keep pushing it. You have to go through things. I mean, going through yeah. things makes you stronger. You know what right. I mean? Right. I, I look back over the last two, three years and I'm like, oh, it, it has been a rough, rough, rough and more than two, mm-hmm. three years. But I mean, yeah. breaking it down, like it has been a rough road. Mm-hmm. But. I'm also, I also look back and I'm like, Ooh, I'm stronger. I'm smarter. (laughs) When did that happen? How did that happen? You know what I mean? And it was through those trials. And and so I didn't even know what God was doing. You you know what I mean? And so, yeah, no, those things are not to tear you down. Like those things Mm -hmm. that you face, you know, I know Maria was talking about what she's faced. Like, yeah, you face those things, but you change. You, you change that. 
Right. You change it. (laughs) You make sure that you cut that generational curse off right at you so that your lineage, the rest of that lineage, that doesn't touch them. That's how we break that. Right. Right. Because we we here in the United States. Absolutely. Yes. Family does have a big impact. And and that's the thing where we have to start. That's why when we were talking last night about just, you know, noticing when we have family members that are going through things, depression, anxiety, and possible, you know, thoughts of suicide, we are the first, we are the first responders to that, you know? And so if we're not responding, if we're not taking the necessary actions, then who who's really, who else is going to know? Like we said about the dude that, you know, killed his wife and his mother-in-law, where were the first responders, the the people that should have been closest to him to notice that he was having a mental breakdown? And so even when we talk about this colorism thing, you know, somebody's got to be in the family to say, hey, hey, you know what? You you know, you're beautiful. I know that things are going a certain kind of way, but that that doesn't have it. That's not you. That's not you. And so we like I say, have, you're still here. You're still here, man. We, we don't, I mean, that that's the thing. A, a lot of families don't have anyone taking over that role mm-hmm. or walking into that role. And we right. talked about that the other day. It's, it's everything is, you know, again, you know, like Glenn said last night, disjointed. Mm-hmm. Our families are, you know, just all over the place. And right. so we don't have that structure that we used to have to where everybody could reach out and touch somebody, you know, mm-hmm. through one person, even if it was right. one person who had access and kept in touch with everyone. Yeah. I know for me, that was my aunt. My mm-hmm. aunt, she kept up with every single thing. She knew everybody's birthday, everybody's anniversary, everybody, like she was said, make Christmas cakes for everybody, like all kind of things. So we don't have that connection anymore. Mm-hmm. With, you know, those family members that are, are um, they're passing, you know, yeah, yeah. they're going on to glory and nobody is stepping into those roles to make sure that we're keeping the family together so that we can notice things like that. So that we can't intervene when we see things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we got to step up in the family. Right. And, and, and I'm bad with yeah. that, too. So I can't, yeah. you know, so I'm not. Preaching to you know, I'm preaching to myself. Yeah, right. We, we exactly. Like this. We exactly. Are not, me and my homegirl Stacy, like I said, we've been friends for over 20 years. So when we're talking, we're talking to each other. We're talking to ourselves. We are yes. preaching to our own choir as well as ourselves because we Absolutely. know that this is an issue. Like I say, uh, social media is a blessing and a curse because it. Yeah, everybody thinks, oh man, I've connected with cousins that I hadn't seen in forever. But what are you posting on there? You, everybody's posting stuff that makes them look good. No one's talking about the stuff they're really going through. And you're right, Cuzzo. Uh, One thing we have to do is stop them from calling each other out their names. Thank you. For example, you're ugly, you're black, you're nappy-headed, and fat. These are common things that we hear, you know, growing up as cousins, and we thought it was laughing. You know, we laughed, and, and, and sometimes it caused some really ugly fights because underneath the laughing, there was some real pain in the way yeah, I was going to say, those are some other. very mean things to right. say. Right. Like, I don't remember fighting with my cousins to that degree, you know? And I so, saw some ugly stuff in my family. I just want wow. to tell you. I, I saw some ugly stuff because the thing is, after the laughing stopped, people were really hurt, you know, under that. See, the thing is, like I say, they call it playing the dozens, baby. And if you black or if you're from the country, you know what playing the dozens is. And everybody can't handle it because it gets, no. because it's, you, if you're sensitive. I mean, that's bullying. And, it, and it is so, bullying. Yeah. And so being bullied by your own family, I mean, what do you think that does to your psyche when you're actually being bullied by your own family members? I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? See, and, and I don't know. I, I guess that, yeah, I didn't. I yeah. remember, like, I remember my older cousins were bullying me a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? But that's just because I was the only girl. Right. And I always wanted to hang with them, but I couldn't hang with them, you know? So I was yeah. being nosy, you know? And so, so, it's, some, it's some dark stories. Right. I bet if you really yeah, look, nah, it's we, some dark it stories like that, out there. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it's some dark stories out there, Stacey. I bet if you yeah. really kind of, if we were to do like a little series and just have people really confess um, yes. on some of the things they actually went through went with through. their own family members, it's probably some really ugly stuff um, that has happened in families that they haven't really recovered from. You know what I mean? So um, we've got to heal. Like this shows that we have got to find a way Mm 
mm-hmm. to heal our community. Right. And it, it's, you know, there's it's so chaotic and it's so many different issues and so mm-hmm. many different um, social issues, financial issues. Like it's just right. some health issues. Yeah. Where do you start? Right. You, you right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where do you start? Because we got to start somewhere if we are going to leave a better world for our future generations. Mm-hmm. We have to start somewhere. Right. Right. And 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 it's, you know, just judging from all of this pain that I'm seeing regarding this issue, this one little bitty issue, and I'm saying little bitty issue, right. I'm not minimizing it, but let's look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. And the grand scheme of things, yes, this is a tiny issue that really again we could overcome. Mm-hmm. You know and what I, I know, mean? I know we can. I, I know we can. I know it sounds like so cliche. We shall overcome. <laughs> but we, it literally is something that you have to make your mind up that, you know, we're not going to do this. We're not going to let the media, we're not going to let rappers, we're not going to let hip hop artists determine our worth and our value. We know no. what we have to do in our homes, with our families, with our kids, with future generations. Um, we know what we have to do, but it, it takes work and it takes discipline because we get frustrated. Everybody's having to work and, and earn an income. You are so frustrated with the fact that you've got to keep things going and keep the bills paid. So, you know, focusing on those things can get a bit, you know, cumbersome sometimes. You're like, oh, man, I got to spend time with the kids, but I'm tired. I just want to, you know, watch me. Uh, uh, I want to Netflix and chill and watch TV and, and just call it a night. But you got to put in that time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. Yeah. It's hard. I, I had to, I let the kids get away with two days. I'm like, we're going for a walk. We're going right. to the park, you know? Right. Okay. So we're not moving and now it's too late. And today I was just like, no, get out. We're going for a walk. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Exactly. Because you have to be in doing things, staying active. That keeps you motivated. You know, as long as you're moving and you're doing something, your your brain is moving and doing something. I'm telling you, you can't get sucked into social media and TV because it really is a brain drain. And and a lot of people don't understand that. And I'm telling you, today's my son's birthday and he got into a fight my J-Dub. He got into a fight at school. He's in summer school, got into a fight at school and his, his mood was just so down for a good while. It took him a while to bounce back. And so you got to understand these kids are going through stress. You know, these things are stressful for them too. Whether he started or talk junk, popped out, popped off at the mouth, whatever, whatever caused it, I got to examine, you know, what did I do? What did I, what did I not do? How do I need to confront this situation? Do I go nutso or do I talk and say, Hey, you know, how can we resolve these issues? Because the thing is, like I say, he's 13 years old today. And all this does is he, he, by Bible standards, he's considered an adult. He is at the yeah. age of, uh, you know, of accountability. Yeah. So, well, my mama always told yeah. me that was 12. <laughs> what, what the Bible, you know, the Bible says that at 13, that's when you're at the age of accountability. And okay. so, and, and I mean, and so, yeah, you know, however, because I think I got my last butt whooping when I was 12 years old. So I felt like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I mean, I got other punishments, but I wasn't getting spankings anymore. But the thing is, we just got to, you know, figure out, you know, where do we move forward? And let's just talk and 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 be honest and be truthful with what's going on. I'm not faking it on social media anymore. You, I, 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 yeah, I used to post a lot of pictures of this, but if you will scroll through my history on my Facebook page, I post when I've had hard times and when things aren't coming together for me and when I'm struggling because I want somebody to reach out. Like we said, with that dude that was posting all that stuff just before he went and killed his wife and his mom, nobody, who who reached out? Who reached out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, it, 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 it's not the fake it till you make it culture anymore because you never make it when you're faking it because it, you can't keep so. up a, a fake <laughs> lifestyle. So like I said, we just wanted to jump on, man. Thanks for everybody that chimed in, especially my fam, my cousin Maria, Absolutely, my sister Maria. Monica, and anyone else that was out here. Uh, we, we do these raindrop convos, man. We on YouTube. We are on Facebook. And we're just trying to have like real conversations. We're about the culture and trying to, um, you know, change things up and 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 do something different. And knowing, 
us. Yeah, and we're talking about <laughs> relationships, man. We are talking about love and relationships, which is honestly where it starts. It starts with the mate that you pick and then, you know, the seed that you produce. And so knowing your love language has a lot to do with that. And so uh, we got a cool little quiz on our website. What's your love language? Check the quiz at raindropcombos.com and show your results. What's your love language? There are lots. There's like, what, five different love languages, Stacey? How many is it? Yes. Or four. Okay, five five, different love languages. Yeah, Yeah. I would love to know what your love language is. Mine is acts of service. I finally, you know, got that down. So what's what's yours? (laughs) Mine is quality time. And I thought about that. I was thinking about this today. Again, me with my random thoughts. So I'm like, okay, so if my love language is quality time, that also means that I am speaking my own love language to myself when I spend Mm -hmm. quality time with myself, right? Exactly. So so you can actually use the love language on yourself. If you're single, that's what I'm saying. Because my I mean, if you're single, married or whatever, (laughs) buy yours if your love language is gifts. Buy yourself a gift. Because my love language is service. Girl, when I clean up my house and when I've swept out and when when it's clean, girl, I feel feel so so good. good. It's such a great energy. There is nothing like a clean house. It's like love for me. So no, use that love language quiz to know how to show love to yourself. I like that. I think that's the first time we ever mentioned that in one of our podcasts. So I like that right there. (laughs) So, um, you know, join us. I thought about that today. I was like, okay, I'm all right. I'm doing that. (laughs) Right. Right. So, yeah, this, you know, like I say, this is a podcast that's about, you know, just two homegirls chopping it up, you know, the same way we talk on the phone. If you were to join us in one of our phone conversations, you'd hear the same type of conversations. This is how we talk. We can go on for hours, but we won't we won't do that tonight. But, um, yeah, these 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 are these late night combos that we want to have about what's going on with love, relationships and, um, you know, the black community, our culture, you know. And we love that we're talking about real issues that are impacting our community and impacting Mm -hmm. us individually, you know, as black women, as black men, you know, our black children, like it's, we need to have these conversations so that we can start to move the needle. We can start to heal from some of these traumas Mm -hmm. that are, you know, we're exposing and we're talking about. So, I mean, I think that this is great and I'm, I'm glad that it's, you know, that you guys are listening. Thank you all so much. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been real. This is your girl, Michelle with the raindrop Covos and Stacy. Love y'all. Love y'all. Have a good night. Catch us on the next one.